songs unleashed. G'day everyone, my name's Robbie. Welcome to another episode of Axons Unleashed. Today we've got a very special guest with us, of course. I've got my offsider here, my right-hand man, my right-hand woman, Dan. Am I am I the special guest? No, 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 no. Uh, you're you're my boy. offsider, mate. But we've we're joined here by uh, the woman, the myth, the legend herself, Ms. Renee McCartney. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, it's me. I'm here. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, he's very a very well known and certainly uh, not quite part of the furniture at Axon, but certainly one of the more vibrant and sort of uh, out there personalities that we do have in the office, I certainly have to say. And you can see here, those watching on YouTube, that Renee's got her Axon shirt on. So full disclosure, everybody, uh, Renee is not an uh, external like visiting lecturer guest. She works here <laughs> at Axon. She's one of the awesome team members. And of course, you've, you know, you've, you've come and gone out of Axon. So I guess you've got a really, really interesting story. And what I want to you know pass on with our listeners is all about um, why you joined the military, like what was like a basic training, um, you know, how did you find your sort of three, four, five years in the military, why you got out, what happened then, you're, you're in the property market now, you've got an investment property and your own home, so you and your amazing other half, Captain Chaos, aka <laughs> Ruben, yes. um, and your wonderful dog, like you guys are living an awesome life right now, so you've got a really, really great story to tell and I can't wait to get into it, so yeah, take, I mean, um, you said that you've listened to season one and season two of the podcast so far. Yeah. T- tell us about that because you you obviously know me very well. Mm-hmm. You know Dan, you know Dane, you know Tammy, but did you also discover some things about Axon that you didn't know? And, and if, if so, what, what were some of those more um, highlight memorable stuff? Surprisingly, I actually, um, I think one of my favourite episodes was probably one of the first episodes I learned about Tam basically getting kicked out. <laughs> she got sacked. <laughs> she got sacked. And I didn't know that, even though, like, I, my, when I first worked with Axon, it was quite fresh. Like, mm. you guys had kind of just hadn't been around maybe like a year. We'll get to that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I didn't, so I didn't even know that. And so hearing that, and poor Tam, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Should have seen us in the car on the way to the podcast studio. Dan was in the car. And then, yeah, tomorrow and I were trying to work out the, accurate version the three sides of the story your version my version and what actually happened and yeah it was uh, rather tense in the car on the way down there so i'm actually <laughs> glad we got that one out the way Mate, when we got out of the car that day like the rest of the crew were waiting us there waiting for us there to go and record it and the, as soon as everyone got out of the car they were like oh shit it's gonna What's be one of them happened? what just happened oh, yeah. no. uh, when when you do go back i think that was episode three i think of season one or something like that but when you go back and listen to it um there was certainly still some emotion in the room as we were recording it and i think it sort of bleeds through especially into the video as well might have been a little bit frosty there was no there was no slaps on the arm or anything like that going on in that room it was just very down the line from a business yeah. perspective <laughs> What about, no doubt, when we started to interview some of the other people like Jace Cosgrove and Shay from Ramsden Law and Debbie, you know, you would have found that you found that really helpful, but knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing full well that you have used them in your own journey as well. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, <coughs> obviously, me. Jace and Deb, um, I already knew pretty well from working with them, but Shay, um, I knew from having her as my solicitor for uh, my second build, yep. um, but I didn't really know her story. I've never really... Um, spoken to her that much so listening to hers really stood out for me um i really loved hearing about the transition um that axon made from the last solicitor to working with shay um and i just loved her story how she was like 
all right, I'll look after them. Like, yeah, <laughs> stuff yeah. everyone else, they're going to be mine. <laughs> and how's it make you feel, mate? Now, you're going to be one of those stories. We're about to tell your story as well. So you're going to yeah. be, like, forever immortalised on the Axon yeah. podcast. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> you're already famous. It's just uh, in, inside your own lunchbox yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> inside the Axon lunchbox. So just ask me. I'm famous. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you haven't heard this yet, but um, <clears throat> a few of the episodes for here in Season 3 was effectively me telling my story. I had so much feedback from people like, oh, you know, I didn't know you did this and I didn't know you did this and, you know, this what happened with you and Dan. I guess I got a bit of a jolt of inspiration that people loved hearing about behind the scenes, never before, never before heard stories, etc. I went, fuck it, I'll just tell everyone why I joined the military, went to Kapuka, got my head shaved, crying my eyes out, fucking, you know, eventually got my shit together and... Got his face caved in. All that yeah, or you got fucking punched out one day. So, um, you know... Let's take us back to your... Where did you grow up? You're in the country as well, right? Country yeah, Victoria. Country Victoria. Love it. Um, I was back and forth between a little town called Yarrawonga and um, Aubrey Wodonga, if anyone knows where that is. Of course they do, uh, mate. Bloody Latchy. Oh, the old, the <laughs> old border community, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I grew up, my parents were divorced um, when I was quite young, so I would spend weekends with Dad in Aubrey Wodonga and then go back to Yarra where I went mm. to school, um, primary school. And um, went to high school in Wangaratta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Wang. The Wang. The Wang. That's it. <laughs> um, I love doing those taps here in the office. Walk past and give someone a little Wang tap. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the school oh, well, that Renee went no, to, by the way. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, so, I mean, I, I moved around a lot as a kid, so I was never really um, in one place for long, one school for long, which is why I think I'm quite good at making friends now. Like, I... I don't know if that's pretty obvious. I'm pretty easy to chat to um, because I just grew up having to meet new people all the time and stuff. So, um, Why did you join the military? Tell us that background. Yeah, so my dad was a reservist and he loved it. Like he tells me Kapuka was the one of the best times of his life and I'm like, why? When did, when, <laughs> in, in hindsight? Or? Yeah, yeah. He was a fucking yeah. reservist. Kapuka's like a bloody knife, fork and spoon. Course for them. Oh, seriously. What what year did he go through? Oh, I have no idea. But I was like, I was really young. I was like ten or twelve, so it was was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um. But he wanted to go full time. He his dream was to go full time, but he was just a bit too broken from his (coughs) old footy days. Um. So they wouldn't. And his eyes just. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff that they're like, you can't be full time because you're old and broken. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him. We all get there. We (laughs) all get. Dad, love you for listening. Yeah, love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously he had us kids too, so he, you know, that probably didn't help because he didn't, he knew he'd get posted somewhere and he didn't want to leave us, um, leave us behind. Yeah. What were your, what's your memories of Kapuka? Um, good and bad. What year was this? 2016. 2016. Let, right. Let, yeah. Let's start with good ones. Good ones. Mm. Um, ones. There's obviously more than one. <laughs> well, the people I met. Um, I met some amazing people who, like, you don't realise how great of connection you can build within a month, a couple of weeks with somebody. Um, I became really good friends um, with some people that I still talk to to this day. Um, I'd be there in a heartbeat for them. Um, Obviously, all the – I loved all the, like, the high wire and all the outdoors stuff. Um, I grew up camping, so – um, all that outdoorsy stuff was always fun. Bayonetta Soul Course? Yeah. Oh, In, out, on guard, all that stuff. That Left was, Perry, right Perry. That was fun. Buttrike, smash, slash. I scared myself. I still remember. Yeah. 
I'm impressed because I don't even remember. <laughs> people people have heard me say this before, mate. I had fucking green pumping through my veins. Some would say it hasn't still hasn't left. It goes to show you remember what you remember, right? But um, the joint experiences you must have had with those people, Renee, for to be able to form that such a power of friendship over the first month there must have been just incredible as well. Yeah, so I was in a bit of a weird situation when I joined Kapuka. I was actually quite fit. Like, I was a personal trainer when I joined. Um, but because they were having For those of you watching YouTube right now, Renee's actually got a power pose going on at the moment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Go back to it, mate. Tell us no. about how fit you were. Oh, Go on. You've made me nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I joined and I was, you know, I was fit like the, the – um, the fitness test wasn't that hard or anything, but at the time they were having so many people come through and um, DFR were just like filling up the platoons with too many people. So um, I actually got back squatted because I got told that I left the beep before the beep test, uh, before the, um, on the, the line. beep test. Yep. Yeah, yep. left the line before the beep. And so I got back squatted because of that. And they happened to a couple of different people. Um, so we got put into this thing called the Ashley Platoon. And we were like, we got there and like the, the corporals and uh, we're like, why are you guys here? Like you're fit, like there's nothing wrong with you. And we're like, yeah, we know. We had to stay there for four weeks because it was over Easter and there were no platoons coming in. So I was in Kampuka for an extra month than what I needed to be because of that. Um, but Ashley's was great because we did like PT twice a day. So then I got super fit and then went into the um, the platoon that came through finally um, joined that one. Follow me, mofo. Yeah. And um, and it was great because then, like, we smashed the training because we'd already been there for four, four weeks. Like, we were making those beds, like, Ooh, yeah. fucking so damn, fast. Damn, damn, damn. But it was frustrating because you're watching these people who have been there for, like, two days and, like, fucking hurry up, mate. You're so slow. I cannot deal with <laughs> you right now. You're like, you're a fucking ninja. How do you know how to make this bed so soon? It's called practice. Yeah. Um, and they also chopped my hair off while I was in Kapuga because... Same here. <laughs> the full full clipper service for you? Full clip. Nah, they didn't no, they shave it. Um, I went in, didn't read the rules. I was a bit of a princess and had a bit of um, blonde balayage going on. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, didn't read the rules, went in. They're like, you can't have that. So they took me to the barber and she chopped it all the way up to like where the dark <laughs> hair was. And I looked like a lesbian. A hundred percent looked like a lesbian. One of my best friends I made in Kapuka was a lesbian and she used to ask for fun. Um, she would ask people around us, um, oh, who do you think is the lesbian out of us? Oh. Everyone picked me. Right. <laughs> Always. You're like, no, man. I'm no. just I, – I'm, I like chicks that are oh. good friends of mine, but <laughs> I, pref- I bat right-handed, not left-handed. <laughs> so that was my experience at Kapuka. I was very happy to leave. Um but I was very happy with the connections that I'd built and, um, yeah. So that was your worst part, was your hair got cut off? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Ah, that's not too bad, actually. And we, you want to... You, don't, you wh- don't need hair, as I've learned later on in life, mate, as mine starts to thin out a bit more. <laughs> Evidently. It's overrated. I remember calling my dad the day, the day that they did it and I was bawling my eyes out. I could barely breathe. And he's like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And my dad's not very emotional. So... He's like trying to work out how to handle me. What, have, what have they done to my little girl? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, they cut all my hair off. And he goes, oh, righto, whatever. Right. He comes to church to see him in a couple of weeks and he looks at me and goes, fuck, they cut your hair off. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Yes, they did. Do you remember that phone call where I was crying? Yeah. That's what fucking happened. Exactly. <laughs> he was like two or three skewies deep down the pub and yeah. just being like, yeah, yeah, sure, mate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which court did you go to? Ordinance. Mm. Ordinance as yeah. admin clerk? Admin clerk. Nice. Was that up your alley? Is that what you wanted to do? I get a sense probably not. <laughs> well, um, initially, I actually, I'm going to cop a lot of shit for this too. I wanted to be military police. Um, You're right. You will cop a lot yeah, of shit for that, mate. Yeah. So when, um, so when I did all my testing and stuff, but that I was, that was what I was aiming for. But DFR were like. If you go in as admin, you'll get in faster, oh, and then you can change that old chestnut. And you can change it. And it's really, it's really easy. Yeah. it's really yeah. easy. This it wasn't easy, and it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old recruiting. Oh, we've got spots for ordnance. We'll just slot you in one of those ones, please. And away you go. And that's what happened. Yeah. Oh. Everyone who's listening to this is like, oh, they had that happen to them. They're yeah. like, yeah, that happened to my mate as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I know multiple people that this has happened to. Don't believe anything DFR say ever. Yeah, I think I think Simo tried to join as a dog handler and ended up in bloody artillery down as an air defender as well. So yeah, he got a, he got a promotion to an artilleryman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I was in the Royal Regiment, so I can say that. Um, where did you get posted, Ren? Yeah, to go to IETs first. Yeah, IETs at Latchford. So pretty, mu- pretty yeah. much back home. That, yeah, that would have been very yeah. handy for you, obviously. Yeah, Kapuka then broadly back home. To be Everyone were like, "Where of- do we go out?" And Aubrey like, "Follow me, bitches. Yeah, let's go." Um, let's be honest, <laughs> it's Paddy's. Yeah, well, it was apparently Paddy's is no good anymore. But back in the day, it was the place to go. Exactly yeah, right, mate. Yeah. Good old Paddy's. And I used to take everyone down to Wang, to the Wang pubs, the GC <laughs> and the Albion. <laughs> Anyone listening from the Wang pub and the Albion, g'day from... And and then Renee didn't have any friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they worked out where I grew up and they're like, fuck. <laughs> no wonder you are the way you are. So where'd you get your first posting? Uh, Brisbane. Beautiful. So, got so what are we talking, end of, end of 16 now, start of 17? Yeah, so I... Mid-17. Moved down. No, it was. I moved down at the end of December sixteen, okay. but started in Jan uh, seventeen. Up in Brisbane. In Brisbane at okay. um, two CR. And you'd be like, "Oh, yeah. this ain't fucking Wangaratta." Oh, it was bloody great. And we mm. got told we put out when we were all putting in our um, locations that we wanted to go to. Don't even bother putting Brisbane down. No one's going there. So I didn't put Brisbane. I think oh, I put Brisbane standard. as third. Next minute. That old chestnut again. Next minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Look, Army. Here's my first, second and third preference. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, disregard all that. Yeah. You're going to go where we fucking want you to go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your oh, thank you for your preferences anyway. <laughs> yeah. so you must have been about the luckiest person on your course, though, to be able to pick up a Brisbane posting. Like, or yeah. was there a few people went to Brisbane or did everyone go to Darwin and Townsville? Um, so I was the only one who went to Brisbane. I cut, someone went to, like, Toowoomba and someone else went out to Amberley. But I was... There might have been two of us who got Brisbane um, and we were the two people who put Brisbane as our third preference thinking we wouldn't get it and everyone else who put it as their first got sent to like Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, so, commonly known as so, Schem- Schema and Docker. No, there's like you, the people on your course going, oh, you didn't listen to me. Darwin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Townsville. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that time you raised your eyebrows to me? You're going to fucking Canberra. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, but I was I was absolutely stoked. I'd never been to Brisbane before. Um, my dad had worked here um, because he's a contractor for um, Lynn Fox. Mm-hmm. And so um, he moved me up here. 
and he was showing me all the cool places, took me to South Bank. Brilliant. Um, so yeah. did you live on barracks when you first got here? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed living on barracks. Me but, too. Um, because you'd had the brand new accommodation all built there yes. a couple of years earlier, so pretty yeah. much your own self-contained apartment yeah. on barracks. So 2 C uh, Engineer Regiment in Inogra, just for the Rafis and Navy people listening. Mm. Yeah. Yep. How many people there? Three and three hundred fifty, four hundred. Three hundred, yeah. Three hundred fifty, okay. yeah. Pretty small, About small that. unit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But part of Seven Brigade, three, yeah. two or three thousand other troops. Yeah. Inso- inside an Ogre barracks. Yeah. All right, cool. There you go, mate. So you're in you're in Brazil and you're, you're you're chilling out. Did you get a chance to live out? Did you um, get RA eventually? Yeah. So I ended up um, needing surgery for my hip, um, and basically I was told if I lived on base. I would have to stay in the hospital. Like I wouldn't be able to look after myself basically in my own room. I'd have to stay in hospital for a few weeks recovering. But if I lived off base, I could stay at home. Mm. So that was – I was like, all so right, I'm moving off. One like, of them silly bloody yeah. rules. Yeah. 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 So that was like the catalyst. Can we yeah. Can we backpedal a little bit because obviously that's part key part of the story. Tell mm-hmm. us how you got to this bit where you were – Moving off base so you can look after yourself because of a surgery. Obviously, yeah. we skipped over a large chunk of time there. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that came to be, the injury there. Yeah, so I um, had just – I got a bit of the typical things you get from the pook, you know, like the shin splints and stress fractures and stuff in your feet. So I just, like, come good from that and I was getting back into my fitness and I was running pretty consistently, um, doing, you know, all your, like, pack marching stuff and that. And one day I just felt this like burning sensation in my left hip. And I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. Um, went up to the PTI and I was like, oh, mate, I'm just like, something doesn't feel right. Is it right if I go to the ROP? And he's like, yeah, no worries. Um, got told it was just a tight hip flexor. Got given some stretches from a physio for a tight hip flexor and that made it worse. Turned out I'd torn my labral in my hip. It was quite a large tear and the stretches had made it worse because mm, I was stretching yeah. it out, pulling out You were stretching tear. out a torn tear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically got told I shouldn't have the surgery because I also, they found out I had hip dysplasia, but the only way to fix it would be to have the surgery, but then there could be complications. So... Real catch-22. Yeah. You yourself in here. Yeah. But I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get surgery because if I don't, I'm probably never going to be able to run properly again, anything like that. How old are you at this stage? 21. Right. So you're making like life-changing, life-altering, you know, decisions from a medical perspective as a 21-year-old. How'd you handle that? Oh, like I didn't handle it very well. Right. Like I emotional. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Confused. Kind of fell into a bit of a, um, not a depression, but just a real sadness. Like really, you know, I was doing so well and, you know, I was at the fittest I'd bloody ever been enjoying enjoying being a soldier enjoying being around that like the engineers are a great bunch of guys and girls to be around i remember that well yeah and i loved being in brisbane and i made really Mm. great friends and just yeah i was loving the path that i was on and so when that happened it was really a bit of a kick in the balls because i also got told it could affect carrying children in the future wow um because of all the weight bearing on your hips um, so yeah, it, w- it was pretty emotional time. Um, and then I, I went through with the surgery in the end because I thought that would help. Had the surgery and, um, it actually didn't help. I was actually still to this day have problems with my hip. Um, even though it's healed, there's a whole heap of inflammation from, um, the surgery and stuff. Um, so, um, and I, you know, I tried to kind of, um, 
like do what I could to get back to some form of fitness, but I could just never do the army things again. I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. carry weight on my back, so I couldn't do any pack marches. Um, so it sounds like yeah. there was like a lot of real stoicism that you had there that you're like, look, I've got to have this surgery. I need to do my thing. You needed to look after your future self, yeah. I suppose, fundamentally. So, And then you just sort of came back. And it sounds like you're never back to 100%. And I know, RT, you've you've had some pretty significant surgeries in your life. How, how have you found, like, being able to return back to your former self after such significant injuries? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, once it's, you know, if you're talking yeah. about a major joint, hip, ankle or knee or shoulder, like, it's just not the same. No. Nah. It'll never, ever be the same. No, nah, that's right. So, yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just amazed. And I can see you're visibly shaken yeah. by now. You're not <laughs> you're not sitting here enjoying talking about this. So people <laughs> watching on YouTube will see yeah. Renee shaking like a soldier in the spelling <laughs> test at the moment. <laughs> But you know what? That's that's great, mate. Because it's it's raw, it's real. It, it has affected your life, and and you know the. Did you did you think you were going to be in the military for quite a while? I wanted to. Great. Um, my plan was, um, well, I I wanted to be promoted. Like I would have liked to reach corporal, which as a clerk is is quite easy to be honest. Like I should have been promoted um, within the first three years of my career, um, but yeah, I just. I just didn't make, and they couldn't promote me because I couldn't do the courses because of my injury. Of course. Yeah. Um, so Even though you could like, from a pure role perspective, like as a clerk, you could, could do, do a clerk job. job yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Like, yeah. 100% of the What job. about being a corporate? What about being a junior leader was attractive to you? Being a leader. Yeah. That's, you know, like I really, and also I just wanted to prove to myself because I didn't, I didn't mention this at the start, but another reason why I joined the army was because a lot of people thought I was a bit of a princess, bit of, you know, not really going With anywhere. your haircut? Yeah, with my haircut. No, <laughs> no, before, before they chopped it off, RT. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, I think a lot of people didn't think I would do anything with my life. <laughs> so I really just wanted to prove to myself um, that I could do it. It's a bit of a and, fuck you um, to them as well. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the idea of being able to, um, you know, further my career within defence and become that leader, um, yeah, it was super, super appealing to me. So what year are we talking about now? Because there's some stuff happening in the background with Axon that I want to now start to weave into the story because you're yeah. going through this year and we had, can, not, we had not come across each other so far. Yeah. Can we just backpedal a bit? Mm. Where was Captain Chaos at this point? Had you met Ruben at this point? Captain Chaos, he... Um, and where, where does yes. he fit in? Like, where did you guys yeah. meet and sort of how was he going? Because he was in the military as well at this point in time. Yes. So yeah. would have been a very interesting dynamic as well and very challenging for you to see your significant other in the military Yeah, while you're having to go through this stuff as well. So. We met in Kapuka. <laughs> Dirty little fratters. No, no. Oh. Well, the, funny thing, the funny thing was... Shock horror. That never happens. That never. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing was, though, he had a bit of an egghead, so I didn't find him that appealing, and I had a lesbian haircut, so I wasn't appealing to him either. We actually... We were just really good mates until we got to Lachi, and then we, like, started hanging out, and, you know, you get drunk and... Because he was doing his VM course. VM course, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. Um, prequel, but he went VM. Um down at the Latchford Tavern. Latch, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. The boozer, the boozer. I thing. didn't realise your relationship had gone back that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I probably I remember when we first met him, we'll certainly bring that in a second. I thought the relationship was reasonably new that you sort of linked no, up with someone it's in yeah. Seven Brigade sort of thing. We did 17 months of long distance. So right. the oh. idea was that when I moved to Brisbane, it would be like we would kind of 
probably end it. Like cease. Yeah, we we were going to see how it went, but we we both didn't think it would work out because neither of us wanted um, long distance. Yeah. We didn't. You're want both that. very pragmatic people like that. You very yes. much look at okay, are the odds stacked in our favour? Yes, no. What's going to be the best thing for us from a holistic perspective? I'd say Ruben's a bit more pragmatic than me, um, <laughs> but I was definitely like aware that long distance doesn't work, and um, yeah, but. It, it just got to the point where we were like, oh, we both are very happy with each other. Let's just keep pushing out and see if we can get you a post in here when you finish your training. Yeah. Which we did. Let the universe <laughs> take care of itself. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so it sort of got to a point, um, you're doing all this stuff with your medical things. Mm-hmm. Are things starting to progress for you from a medical perspective down a discharge role or you were, just, were you being managed in-house at the unit at that time? Yeah, so um, for a long time, the doctor actually offered me a discharge right after my surgery when I wasn't recovering well. And I was like, nah, like I'm I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to do it. Yep, and then great. it got to like 2018 and um, I wasn't fine. I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. And I just remember talking to Ruben, like talking, bawling my eyes out to Ruben one night just saying yeah. like I'd I, I just can't see myself furthering my career anymore because my hip's in the way. I'm never going to be able to get to the fitness I need to be. I'm never going to be able to do the things I need in a, um, a physical way um, to progress. And, yeah, and then I think in that moment was when I realised I just need to leave. Like I need to um, – because the longer I stay and if I keep on trying to get to where I want to be, I'm actually going to make myself worse. Um and the doctor brought up again the thing about the kid thing, like the the longer I try and stay and get do the, the things. The more aggravated it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yep. and so the harder it'll it'll be. Like I'll have probably have arthritis in my hips by the time I'm 30, mm. um, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I just made a decision. I was like, okay, it's time to go, put my discharge papers in. Um, and, yeah, it was about like a six-month process. I was going to say, so the, the you started to put it, put it out to the world, mm. and I'm not all woo-woo, far from it, right? But mm. as I get older and older and as I reflect on sort of the things that happened to me, that shit just happens for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it just you, you put it out there and mm-hmm. see where it's going to take you, and it just somehow yeah. – it, it, ta- it takes its own path. Yeah. Some 100%. for the good, you know, you know good, bad, dif- indifferent, or, or, or otherwise. So what are we talking sort of mid-2018 by about now? Yeah, so I'd left. So I discharged in the twenty fourth of July, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, early two thousand and eighteen, we'd moved into the house at Coomera. Yeah. We'd started to grow the team, and Dan and Dan and I, you know, um, we him and I were doing a bit of left seat, right seat, property coach and uh, and and property specialist. And we too realised we're like, all right, cool. There's this whole lot of admin that's starting to occur on you know servicing clients on the back end, and you know creating our own forms and sending our own emails, emails and making our own bookings. We're like, I remember when I used to work for the other firm, we had a, we had someone else come in and we called, I think we called it a client relations officer, a CRO. And that, that was the term. I'm like, why don't we fucking try and find one of them? And then I was on the piss one night with, uh, with um, Nick and Karina and a few other people down at, at uh, Belimba there. And then um, – Patchy, what's he, was it? Uh, Pesh Dog. Pe- Pesh Dog. Pesci, Pesci. Yeah. Pesci, Pesci was there. Pesci was there. Yeah, Matty Pesh, hope you're doing well, brother. Um, and then, yeah, we just sort of got talking. He goes, oh, hey, you guys are like looking for a, like a, um, a veteran to come and help you guys do a heap of admin. He goes, one of my clerks at work, I think, is getting out soon. Yeah. 
I'm like, right, fucking put me in touch with her. Yeah. I said, what's she like? He goes, yeah, she's a cool chick. She yeah. grew, grew up in the country, pretty easy going, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I guess that was like the very spawning of our relationship and then we sort of made contact. Yep. You came down to the office, said g'day, we went and had a bloody – we went and had a lunch together. Tell yes. everyone about the little lunch we had, had together <laughs> down at the, uh, the the boathouse there at Coomera Marina. I don't know if you know, RT, but that was my birthday that day. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So I, and nobody so said happy birthday. No, but I didn't say anything because <laughs> right. I, I was, it was my job interview. I didn't yeah. want to be like, hey, it's my birthday. Like, <laughs> tell, tell us about the job interview. Tell, like, it wasn't an interview. We just fucking no, had lunch. We no. just drawing off. But. So I was shit my pants a bit. I was of course. like, oh, like, um, oh, it was the first job interview I've done in long, long, long time. Um, so I was really nervous and I kind of roll up and I, like, I see this restaurant I'm like, oh, this place is nice. Like, this looks cool. And then I see RT and Tam just sitting there and I'm like, oh, Tam's wearing her Axon dress. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I don't know if I'm dressed enough for this. Like, but then I think you were just in shorts and a shirt. And I'm <laughs> always in shorts and a T-shirt, mate. Yeah. Welcome to the Axon uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah, I was super nervous. But we just got along like a house on fire and we're chatting away. Um, and then I was just carrying on. And then all I could being, think of... Being yourself. Being myself, yeah. All I could think of is what Reuben told me not to say in the job interview. Tell us about that. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Reuben's like, make sure um, when they ask you what your... Um, Oh, what is What's it? What's one of your weaknesses? What's one of your weaknesses? Yeah. Don't tell them when you start drinking, you can't stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting there having a glass of wine. Yeah. Tomorrow, Tomorrow looked at me, she's like, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're. <laughs> yes. Went home that night and told Ruben that's how I got the job. He's like, oh, fuck, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and then sort of tell us about, um, tell us about coming in the office and meeting Dan and, mm. you know, just sort of. I guess that um, that veteran culture and veteran fabric, you know, and because we'll sort of mm. we'll get to your um, your journey with with and without us in, in a second. But yeah, just give us your sort of the, the first impressions there about coming to work with us. It was so different to anything I'd done before. Um, you know, I was in such a bad place when I left the defence. So coming into this like house that was our office, and Dan's out the back. <laughs> Hosing the lawn. Watering the lawn to maintain the... F- I was going to say, it wasn't like out the back hosing the lawn like a little three-year-old does. No. He was just out there watering the lawn. Yeah. Was just and mate. he's like, oh, hey, mate. I'm like, oh, I, hi. I absolutely wouldn't have been wearing shoes. <laughs> no, you were no. not. I don't think you ever wore shoes there, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Um, no, but it was awesome because I came into this environment with people who were ex-military. So it, I felt like I hadn't got very far from the military, but I loved it because I knew, like, I I was on the same page as you guys, you were on the same page as me, you know, you guys were speaking lingo and it wasn't like you had to worry about some civilian who had no idea what yeah. was being talked about. Yep. Um, and I felt really comfortable and I was just – and the banter we had, like, it was a really yeah. – I just really loved it. It was a good place to come to after a really terrible month that I'd been out of work for, basically. And the clients were there as well, so you were, you were talking yeah. to other other defence members, Army, Navy, Air Force. It's yeah. super easy to just pick up the phone and just, yeah. hey, mate, hey, Guns, Renee from Axon here, boom, yeah. boom, boom, got your profile in hand, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So exactly. it's, it's really, really comfortable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, one of the things I loved seeing you transition into was you got a real bug, you went got back into the fitness game Yes. after a little bit of rest, and then yeah. you went and did your um, – Comp. Yeah, bikini. Yeah, bikini um, comp. comp. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so I, um, well, I 
kind of kicked myself in the butt and I was like, come on, it's time to do something, you know. Your hip might be causing a bit of pain, but you can modify things. Um, you're not in the army anymore. Let's let's do some different training. So I got into the gym. I found a coach, and I was just lifting weights, um, and decided to push myself to compete in a um, a, a bodybuilding competition. Um, so, yeah, it was probably one of the hardest mental challenges I've ever had. Much harder than the old kapuka. <laughs> just different, different, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was probably the best thing I ever did for myself, honestly. I, Yeah, it was awesome. And it was very difficult in the Axon office, especially over Easter with all those hot cross buns. And Yes, there's this little thing, <laughs> ladies and gents, called the Axon spread. And <laughs> everyone that comes here has been guilty of, and we've all waxed and waned in and out of it yeah. over the years. Yeah. But yeah, that it's, it's, uh, would have been good. I remember one lunch in particular that um, we were having um, – Family lunch out the back and doing a barbecue. Yes. Well, like, yeah. hey, we need some beers. Dan, you can, oh. you can tell this story. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, we're going to have a nice steak. I think you'd bought in, like, a whole rib or something like that. Rib filling. Flash ones. Yeah, it's very, very – I was really looking forward to that lunch, actually. It was going to be quite special. I don't know what the occasion was for, but Renee uh, had the delightful task of shooting off down the road to the uh, <laughs> local bottle shop. And it was warm. We were out the back cooking the barbecue. Sun yeah. was coming down. Was I'm like, this cold beer is going to yeah. be fucking it was beautiful. beautiful come summer. So she's managed to pick up a couple of nice ice cold glasses of, wa- of bottles of wine for the girls and pop them straight in the fridge as she comes back. <laughs> but she got a slab of warm <laughs> beer. Forex gold, warm. And left it sitting on the kitchen bench. For an hour and a half when it could have been chilling in the freezer. Yep. And that was when Renee got her first written warning. Yep. I nearly <laughs> I lost like, my job. If you fucking do that again, I'll march you out of here. <laughs> so I'm like, strike one, buddy. Don't ever, ever buy me warm beer again. I just had no idea. Do you know what? I've walked into the bottle shop and it was – It was. I remember what you asked me just to get. It was right there. Staring at you. Yeah, I and I was like, oh, there it is. I'll just grab that one. <laughs> yeah, and then honestly I just – I was more um, thinking about the wine than I was the beer when it came to winning. <laughs> Fair enough fridge. too. <laughs> hey, so doing so well in your comment, I know that you um, – Oh, yeah, tell us tell us about that. How was it, what was it like being up on stage in your little little teeny bikini? <laughs> and, and certainly, I remember that. <laughs> I'll pull this out of you a little bit here. Um, in the six weeks leading up to the comp, especially oh, all I could hear about in the office was macro this and carbs this and water <laughs> this and fucking. I was like, fuck! I feel like I'm on a bloody keto yeah. show because you were being very very strict and you were. Yeah, I think you were oh, everybody, including everyone. <laughs> But ha- people had to know, otherwise you would have fed me all this Axon yeah. spread food and I wouldn't have Like it's one of those things. How do you know someone does CrossFit? They're walking around they're telling walking everyone. Around, yeah, How do you exactly. know someone's on keto? They're walking around telling everyone. Yeah. How do you know someone's a pilot? You know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really saw that um, you're up, up on stage there and I saw all the amazing photos and again, Ruben was being really, really supportive, wasn't he? Was, he? Which, was, yeah. which was so, so good. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you were able to do when you were when you were there was like um, build your first investment property. Yes, yeah. So I remember this v- mm-hmm. uh, really, really intently as well. We said, you know, I'm going to get Ruben to come down, and you know, he's going to he he's actually got a, he's got a few questions for you, Robbie. He wants to go through through a yes. few things. 
And sure enough, he comes in. He goes, "Yeah, here you go, mate." You know, and he's you know protective, <laughs> sort of man. macho man. I think he just he just been away on a course, and he's come back, yeah. and he's pretty fit. He's got the guns yeah. out, and he's you know kick, kicking around, and you know he's a he's a very well spoken. Uh, he's got a really great great presence about him. Like mm-hmm. you know, when Ruben's in the room, you, yeah. you don't have to tell everyone; you'll just hear him, yeah. right? He's 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 really really great bloke. And he was just giving it to us. He's like, tell me about this and tell me how this works and tell me how this works. You know, and then all of us, the four of us, were just sort of sitting down have, having a conversation, do, doing that first plan. Yeah. Fa- fast forward a couple of hours, he's like, stood up, shook my hand. He goes, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went and bought your f- first investment property. Yeah, so that was awesome. So I'd, um, because I'm medically discharged, I did get um, a bit of a payout. And I'm like, my past experience with money is just to spend it. And you mean past or yeah, I still noticed now, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at the time, like Ruben had talked quite a bit about property and you know investing property. I didn't know a lot about it, and then all of a sudden I was working for a property surrounded by group. us yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember saying to Ruben one day, I was like, "Why don't we use this money and get a property through Axon?" And he's like, "Oh, I, d- I don't know." Oh, I might need to talk to them first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruben, you're going to be listening to this. So yeah. all three of us are doing very poor renditions of, what, of how you sound. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you guys were both pretty close to right on the money, actually. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we sat down and, it, I mean, I didn't say a lot because Ruben was just – Ruben and Robbie, you two together, it's insane. Like, you just can't keep up. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a bromance happens whenever yeah. those two are in the room. Yeah, now, yeah. now, we, now we actually like each other. Yeah, exactly. We're just like sussing each other yeah. when we first <laughs> met. I, I remember us having a lovely dinner together at the completion of that property and I mm. think you and Ruben actually shared a meal together, <laughs> like the yeah. same piece of meat. Probably, Probably. Yeah. yeah. And you might have actually even been like just feeding each other. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I would not be surprised. We came, we came a long way in a very short period. He's a great bloke. I love him. So that was really good. Like, and, and no doubt you would have told your friends and your family, like, hey, I'm now buying my first investment. Like just using that, using mm-hmm. that money that you were duly compensated for, for injuring yourself mm-hmm. from a service reason, you know, that then obviously DVA took care of you, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, we've... I mean, you, you weren't the first person that were able to help put a plan in place to make sure you did use that money to its highest and best use, but there's probably been 20 or 30 since then at yeah. least. So, you know, and then that's that's bloody, bloody wonderful that, yeah. um, that 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 money's not just gone gone down the drain or yeah. buying a perishable fucking item that goes down in value. <laughs> so uh, that, that was good. And then, um, yeah, I guess, Dan, you and I really saw a love for the gym and personal training and fitness and health, and you you were trim. Mate, you you were you were looking fucking amazing, yeah. And um, and I guess yeah, we and it was it's actually one of my fault because I gave you the Roxy Jasenko book yes, to read, you did. and I'm like, hey, Tammy, Tammy just went down here, like, and I was just reading like this is this is how I see female entrepreneurs, this is how I see leadership, this is like this is yeah. civilian leadership, not the corporal leadership. You said straight away, I said, why do you want to be a corporal? Like, I want to be the leader. Yeah, you want to be the you want to be the army leader. But now you've learned right that being an army leader ain't being a real leader. No. That's just wielding your rank around and fucking do as I say, otherwise you're going to jail, my foe. Yeah. That ain't that ain't leadership, right? Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Um, and then fast forward to six weeks later, you're like, hey guys, I'm really sorry to do this. <laughs> well, tell it, tell us what, tell us what happened when you were reading that book. There was, there was a few things yeah. that all came together. I think that yeah. resulted in the outcome we're talking about here. 
yeah. I think one of the things was you decided on taking yourself on a little journey internationally for a yes. couple of weeks or a, few, or a month or so or something like that. And yeah. you left us all behind, mate, to be perfectly honest. You left us in a lurch, really, did. didn't you? Yeah. But you had six months' notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Not so, my problem. So you, so you disappeared overseas and basically I think Simo had joined us by this point as well. So Robbie, Simo yeah. and myself were sitting there and we'd – We'd become relatively reliant on Renee and all of mm-hmm. those bits and bobs that she did. And then you disappeared. And yeah. we, we had to do them ourselves, mate. And to be perfectly honest, we didn't have the time and space in our life. So we sort of altered some stuff while you were away, right? Yeah. So I went away for a month and um, put on all the weight that I'd lost eating croissants <laughs> and pasta. <laughs> Just good um, holidays. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, and I came back and I was, you know, I was excited to be back. I'm like, yeah. All right, I've had a month off. I feel fresh, ready to smash life. And I got into the office, and Dan's giving me a brief of like everything that's kind of been readjusted because they had you guys had worked out ways to do my job in another way, so shit was getting done while I was away. And you're like, oh, and it's worked really well, so you don't have to do it anymore. So I'm sitting there, and I've lost like three of my like main jobs, and I'm like, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, and then Robbie gave me this um, Roxy Jasenko book and I loved I read it like three times. I loved it. And um, at the time... Have you still got it, do you reckon? Yes. Yeah, Can yeah. you please bring it in? Yeah. All right. Can you oh, return yeah. Yeah, like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking give it back. You said I could keep it. I did at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit of a stain on it, I don't but mind. I can bring it back. I don't mind. Yeah, all right. Lots of my books have got stains on it too. <laughs> I, I drop coffee on them all the yes. time. <laughs> um... Anyway, yeah, and at the time I was pretty passionate about my fitness and stuff. I'd done pretty well in my my competition at the start of the year. Um, And I actually had – I'd been a personal trainer before, um, but just before I joined the Army. So I was like, I think it's my time to go back to that. I feel like I I can't contribute to Axon the way I was before. Um, I think it's time for me to kind of go out and um, kind of learn to be – a bit more of a civilian because I was still surrounded by such military yep. um, vibes. The real soft, soft landing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, I think I want to go out and do my own thing. Um, and I, yeah. And we loved it. Like you, Dan and I used to tell the story all the time that we were so proud that you were the first person that effectively got out of the military and then a very few, like you didn't, you weren't out of the military long, we'll just say two no. or three weeks. So let's call it a month maximum. A month, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, boom, you're into this sort of, paramilitary organisation yeah. really where everything's pretty much still the same and you're talking to military clients. So yeah. just for us to be able to provide that soft landing for you and, you know, now we've done it to Adam, now we've done it to James, you yeah. know, we were able to do it with Matt, et cetera, et cetera. So, and you know, Dane as well. Yeah. So it, it's been a really, really great thing for us to, to do it. But you you were the first one. You were the Highlander. You yeah. were the only one at that time. Yeah, yeah. So then you had to come to us and tell us the news. You're like, Robbie and Tammy, I need to have a coffee with you. As soon as anyone says that to us, we're like – Oh, what's going on? <laughs> I was so nervous because I was like, how am I supposed to tell them? Because I don't want them to think like, I, like I'm like i leaving and I don't want anything to do. Like I loved everyone in the office, you know, I, you know, and we, we did keep in contact and, um, well, we built another house with you guys yeah. even after I'd left the yep. office. Um, so I was just trying to work out how to say, bye, Felicia, without yeah. it, like, <laughs> without being like, um, Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's always a balancing act. Um, yeah. So I but it, it went down fine. 
Yeah, it was well, fun. We yeah. were fully supportive and everything. Yeah. We're like, hey, babe, go do your thing. Go yeah. do your thing. And we're not going to stand in your way. Like yeah. this, you, yes, you, you should go and you know explore other other things in life. Yeah, yeah. How did that all go? Like, how did you feel when you when you finally handed in your your axon keycard and all your gave, passes gave and everything? Your shirts back gave your shirt back. Sort of stuff. I was unwashed. Shit scared. I was absolutely shit scared because I was <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going into a whole different world again, and so. Um, I was excited, but it was like I was no longer in this stable role with um, um, a stable environment and stable people around me. As a personal trainer, it's just you. Like I was a contractor to a gym. Was so Dan, Dan one of your clients? He was one of yeah. my clients. We, we actually used to get in trouble yep. because we were working out of the gym near my place and so Renee <laughs> wasn't actually certified I, to do I didn't there. train Dan in the gym that I worked in. I trained Dan in his gym, which is a gym I was not a member of. <laughs> Let's keep that nameless, please. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but all you all you gyms in uh, East Brisbane there, I apologise. <laughs> Thanks, mate. There's like one. <laughs> it's got to be more than one. I think one of my excuses once was, um, oh, I'm actually in training for my PT thing, so um, Dan's just letting me practice. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. Like, every week we almost yeah. had, like, this new excuse going forward yeah. as we were doing it. So, But, like, we almost had, like, this symbiotic relationship because we'd go to the gym and you were also doing some study at the time. Yes. So Renee would then come back to my place and Anne would run through her last week's worth of economics. Oh, and Anne was amazing. She got me through so much um, because economics sucked. I fucking hated it <laughs> so much. Um, if it wasn't for Anne, there's no way in hell I would have passed. I really, subject. really love the power of numbers because it's dry, <laughs> and if it's not kick, if it's not kicking your tires and lighting your fires, you'll yeah. be dragging your ass through. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. So, oh, we've given a bit more context to that. I was doing my business degree. Yeah. Um, I did not finish the business degree because I realised I hate studying. And <laughs> some of the inspo would have come from that book, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but oh, Anne, if she listens to this, you're amazing. <laughs> She won't listen to us. She won't. She's, she's known me longer Wait, than she's known Dan. Dubs, and she, can you cut this part out where I told De- Anne she's amazing and we can just send it to her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so you did that for a little while and then... Um, COVID. COVID hit, gyms got shut, etc., etc. So that sort of would have uh, curtailed your PT world yes. a little bit more. And then you went into another job. Tell us about that. Yes. Because so I want to tell everyone how you came back here yeah. soon. So let's get, get all this other stuff out of the way. I'll get it out nice yeah, and yeah. fast. Yeah, so gym shot. Um, I had the option to go back to the gym, but I was like, nah, it's not stable. I I'm, I can't have it. I need stability in my life. I'm that kind of person. So I was like, I'm not going to continue this. Um, and so I got a job in Queensland Health. So I went back to government. Um <laughs> You wanted stability. I did. You want it. That's where you get it. Um, so I, yeah, I started working um, at Westmoreton in the health mental uh, mental health um, uh, part there. Um, and I actually for for the first few months, I really enjoyed it because I really enjoyed the impact I was kind of having, even though I wasn't directly working with mental health. Um, I was I was a nurse rostra, so I was helping all the nurses. Um, Make sure the yeah. shifts were on time. Make, making yeah. sure, like, the patients weren't going out without nurses and mm. stuff. And, and that's a pretty good feeling. Um, but that got really tiring real fast because it, um, it, was, it was quite a toxic um, atmosphere um, in the office. And it was shift work. So, you know, I'd oh. go from doing a 4 a.m. till 1.30 and then a um, – so I'd do that maybe two or three days in a row, have, like, one or two days off, and then I'd go back in and do a – 
afternoon shift, which was 1 till 10.30. Mind you, I was casual, so I was also doing some day shift work. So there was weeks where I would do like 2 or 3 a.m. shifts, so 4 a.m. till whatever time. Then I'd do a normal day shift the next day, and then I'd go straight into a night shift. Oof. And I was just bur- – I burnt myself out real bad, and um, my mental health got pretty bad, and I just – I got to the point where I was really struggling and Ruben just like picked it up on it real easy and he's like, baby, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. And then then concurrent to this, you were also building your second property at that same time. So you had the additional like choosing the tile colours and what plants do you want and all that. This is the house you're living in now. Yeah, So you you did pour a little bit of emotional capital into it. Yeah. So it does take a bit of of time and and effort to make all that happen. And because of the house, I I couldn't just leave the job because I needed the money. Like I didn't have the option of just, you know, maybe leaving for a month and finding Mm. another job. You would have felt trapped. Yeah, yeah, I Mm. 100% did. So, um, yes, there was that. And then um, I got offered a different position, so I moved out of the shift work, which is really good, um, and went in to be a doctor roster instead, um, which they're not as full-on as what the nurses are because it's a much bigger pool of nurses rather than, like, 10 doctors that you work with, 10 or 20 doctors. Um, So I did that, but then there wasn't enough work, so I was bored. (laughs) Which would have impacted your mental health as well. Yeah. You you really need, like, the perfect balance of happy medium, don't you? And again, it was still that toxic environment that I was in. So, yeah. And then one day. No, no, no. No, no, We were doing our Brisbane meetup. Yes. We were doing our Brisbane meetup. We went to Fortitude Valley. Um, one of the things there. And it, well, there's probably about 40 or 50 people, clients. And it was huge. Yeah, it was really, really great. Yeah. It was the best one we've had yeah. by far. And thank you so much for everyone coming. I think that was like. When was that? Earlier this year? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Jan, like, Feb 20, yeah. 2021. Yeah, right. very early on in the year. Mm. COVID had been relaxed. You, yeah. All the distances were fine. We were doing pretty good, Queensland was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, was it me or Jane that said something to you? So I was talking to Jane. So you were just there as a punter. Yeah. Obviously, still yeah. a close friend of ours. Yeah. Ex team member. Bought, built one house, currently building a second house, absolutely entitled. And some of your friends have now built yeah. houses with us as well, which is amazing. So well done you for that. Mm. I know they're very thankful of, of you know, you introducing um, us to them. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're on the beers, you're having a good time, eating the bloody baris. And then James, <laughs> and then I was there at that time. I can't remember exactly what was said, but what's your recollection of, of how it all went down? So Jano and I were catching up and I was just basically telling her how I was really struggling with my job and stuff. And just and she goes out of nowhere. Oh, I could have really used another build support girl. And I was like, Oh yeah. And she's like, Would you come back? And I was like, In build support. And she's like, Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Because that wasn't a role you did before. No, no, here. completely. No. And I'd seen her when Kylie was here. I'd seen her and Kylie do it, and they were always like pretty stressed and like they had a lot going on. And I was like, Oh, oh, like I don't know. And then um, Jane mentioned something to you, RT. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then Tam was there and Tam's like, oh, yeah, if you want to come back, like, that'd be awesome. And then our tea pipes in and the pay's gone up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, Renee's interested. <laughs> but, but at the time, like, it was just, um, honestly, I was like, oh, like, it was just a, t- a chat. Just a, like, it, yeah. it was n- not really, um, like, it was something, but it wasn't. Um, and then I guess I got a few weeks into or a couple of weeks into my job and I was like, actually, I need to message Jane because if she was serious, I want to take her up like mm. on the offer. Mm. 
and then so it was a real yeah. sort of planting of the seed semi-social yeah. environment few people have sort of said things but it would have got the cogs back ticking again. Yes. And how yeah. is that? Would it would have got the would have got the belly and the heart back on? Hmm. What do we want to be like to go back to it? Because we'd mm. grown. Yes. We'd grown to what were we when you were working with us? One of four or five, four or five, four six. Five. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you're like 14, 15, 16. Yeah. So we'd grown. We had ten extra people in the office, so it was a very different dynamic. Yeah. And I know you'd been down to the office here, where we are here in Southport, just mm-hmm. with you and Ruben, you know, as clients sort of thing. Just to come and say hi and see the new oh, digs. I, oh, so I you 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 helped us yeah. move in. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That was August two thousand and nineteen when yeah. we first moved in, and then you sort of left soon yeah, after. Like a month later. Um, thanks for putting all. Thanks for putting together all the tables no and chairs worries. and cupboards and everything. At least yeah. you at least you're using them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was good. I mean, um, and I guess the word sort of got around a little bit that um, that you know maybe Renee was going to come back, and I know that you and Dan and and. Um, and everyone was sort of still catching up socially as well, so you guys would have had a bit more of those sort of chats on the side. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. And then, yeah, when was the – and then you might have been just listening to one of our random live Q&As uh, about uh, a few, uh, few no. months later. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a oh, – so you, we – I think I had both yourself and Ruben around um, yes, for, for one afternoon. For a coffee. At, um, at our place, just to, yeah. just to double check it was – East Brisbane, just down the road from the gym. Yeah, <laughs> No, we'd moved by that point in time. <laughs> it was our new shack. So we were no longer at that gym. Yeah. <laughs> no gym at all for anyone who's seen me lately. Um, but um, we had you guys around and obviously we'd been speaking about it on the back channel. We'd been like, hey, what do you think? Yeah. Is this a thing? What's what? And I came to work. It must have been the Tuesday afterwards. And I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. Um, Tammy, Robbie, you need to put together all the paperwork and get it across to Renee, formally make her the offer, everything like that from an employment perspective. And then we jumped on on a Wednesday night on a Facebook live. The day later. The day later. To be very honest, none of that paperwork had been done at that point in time. I hadn't received anything. And I then, and then, Robbie, what did you say? Oh, we're just talking about life and Axon and yeah. people and whatever. So, oh, by the way, Renee's going to come and join us again. And, of course, Jane was listening, the Build Support Manager. She hadn't been formally notified. Nat, who works in Build Support, was like, who the fuck's Renee? She, I don't know. She's coming back. <laughs> And Tammy and I are on this live going, nah, nah, It's live. Stop. It's out there. Too bad. Do you know what? I got a message from Nighty, Cat Knight, oh, saying, yes. oh, are you going back to Axon? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, the Facebook Live. I'm like, what are you talking way, about? Way to get a job off her, hey? Yeah. <laughs> and then Jane messages me. She goes, Public. did you watch the Facebook Live? I'm like, no, I haven't seen the what Facebook Live. What is this freaking Facebook Live? And she's like, Dolls, I think you need to see it. <laughs> I've gone on and there's Robbie. Renee's come back. I'm like, I haven't even got paperwork. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. How, how are you and Ruben feeling, though, when you got, like, that very early warning that you were coming back? You didn't really have an option at that point. so yeah, I couldn't I was, back out then, could no, I? I was locked in. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that was me backing myself into a corner to make it happen. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> I just thought of that now. For anyone else listening, they're like, why the fuck did he do that? Maybe that's a good reason why. And so I suppose now that you've come back to Axon, like obviously all the paperwork got squared away in the end. but Paperwork has been signed. Now that you've come back to Axon, I suppose you've you've come back and you've left a relatively um, very junior organisation where we're still sort of figuring out our intricacies and ways of doing business to something that has been somewhat formalised now over the last sort of 18 months that you've been away from the organisation. Like what's some of the biggest differences that you've seen and sort of what have, what have you been experiencing now? Mm, that's a great question. 
Honestly, um, my first day back in the office, I was a bit overwhelmed because I just wasn't used to so many people. I wasn't used to um, like the whole new process. There was three build support girls. Like, you know, there were four property specialists. There was a whole bloody marketing team. There's a podcast. Like, do you know what I mean? Like coming in, I was like, I've missed out on a lot. And even though I do know, I mean, like at least half the team pretty well, I'm a bit nervous that half the other half might not like me. Like I was really, oh. really nervous because I was, I was a new kid again, regardless of whether I knew RT or Dan or Tam or, you know, stickers. Like I was the <laughs> new person again. Dave Simpson for those <laughs> who know. And it was funny because I know from my perspective, I'm like, yeah, Renee's coming back. She'll just slot into the framework. Like she's always been here, like mentally in my mind. But then, like, flipping it to the other side, all these new people that have come, they've never met Renee before. Mm. They don't know what they're in for, by the way. Um, (laughs) They don't. But, (laughs) but like, Renee was turning up as basically the FNG, but also the old hand as well that joined Axon originally, formally, before Simo did. Yes, and I still hold that over his head. Yes. (laughs) Fucking jube. So, like, that that would have been a very interesting – how did you sort of treat that? Did you have that consciously in your mind that you were coming to meet new people as well as having to nurture this other thing over there as well? 100%. And I I told myself um, that I need to make a conscious effort to not just – um, you know, banter too much with the people that I do know. Like I need to involve myself with the people that I don't know yet because they are my team as well. Um, and um, and as nerve-wracking as that was, because I didn't want people – I was a bit worried people would be like, oh, she's been here before, like, oh, God, she's obviously come crawling back or like something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, it, it was really nerve-wracking. But, you know, Noah on my first day – I've never met Noah and she comes running up to me like, Renee, in a beautiful Brazilian voice. And I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> she gave me a big cuddle and it was at that moment I was like, I'm going to be fine. These people are great. Um, I mean, Dubs is okay, but no. <laughs> um, love, I love everyone and um, just seeing how much Axon has grown um, is unbelievable um, and I'm, it makes me so proud as well of Axon. Like, it's come such a long way. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. And, of course, you've built two houses under your belt now. So this mm. is the, my, little first little, my first little chats that I was having you. You're like, oh, but have you really done the build support role before? I'm like, you have. You've done yes. it as a client. Yeah. You know, what it, you know what it feels like to receive the slab claim. You know yeah. what it feels like at the fixing coaching call when we need to get your insurances and your pr- uh, property management and all that sort of stuff, you know, sorted out come the end of the build. Um even though you built two houses and gone through that process two times over, how's it now on the other side of the fence? And now you're, you know, being that, being that coach and guide and mentor during the the build process for the clients. Um, I think I told you this in like my first week RT, but you know, even though I'd been through the process um, a couple of times, I never realised how much work build support do. Like the amount of depth they go into all the liaison between the builders, um, you know, from the builders to the building inspector um, to the property managers. Like we do so much work that the clients would never know about. Mm. And yeah. and that's and that's like... Well, you, you never knew about it. No, exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I never knew about it. Um, and I love it. 
I absolutely love it. It's been awesome. It's been an awesome role. But yeah, I was very nervous about doing the role because Jane, I just, you don't want to disappoint Jane. You want to do your best for her because she's, she's amazing. <laughs> but that's good. She, you know, yeah. that, um, she, she probably built 150 houses whilst you were gone. Oh, yeah. Th- thereabouts or, yeah. or, or, or certainly a lot of them in, in process anyway. So yeah. her levels of experience would have gone through the roof. Yeah. You know, you would have seen, you know, Dan and I have certainly evolved over the time as well. And it's, Simo's just Simo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about um, what about what you've experienced with Tamara? Isn't she a wonderful leader? Hasn't she really? Tam, because she was oh really, she wasn't on the side back then, but it was still very much, it was Robbie's business. His mate Dan was working mm-hmm. with him. She was just helping out, but I don't, that ain't the case anymore, is it? So, yeah, before I left, she was really just running marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of, yeah, still like doing her, um, her thing but I've come back and she's just grown so much um, within her confidence as being a leader as well um, and within her knowledge of the business um, and just listening to some of the things she comes out with especially on the Facebook lives now you're like fire out Tam you're a boss yeah, like she knows everything yeah, yeah and and she's just yeah she's grown so much and I have loved coming back and seeing, like, comparing the Tam that I worked with before and the new Tam now. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's done real well. Yeah, I know. She'll be really happy to hear yeah. that. Um, what else? What would what advice would you give somebody that's thinking about getting out of the military? They they probably have not because there's there's hundreds of people yeah. that get out of the military every month. It is that, a, that's bel- my guess. It's a belter question to be like talking about from a transition perspective. Yeah. Yeah. What would you mm. tell yourself? No. Now, so you had your, so you had a month off, mm. probably scared shitless. Had your soft landing with us. Went and did your PT stuff. Had to pivot because of COVID. Went into a government job. Didn't like it. Um, went into a bit of me- mental health spiral yourself. Mm. Still dealing with your injuries, no doubt. Now you're back home. Yeah. What are you going to tell yourself, Renee, who who's thinking about getting out of the military? Um, firstly, if you're thinking about getting out of the military, then that's a sign in itself. And I think if that's what you're thinking about, it's time. You just should do it. Um, and then what I would say to me is, um, everything happens for a reason. This is the next step for you. Um, everything's going to be okay. You just, you just got to follow it through. You just, it, it will, everything's going to be okay. I love that. I just heard you sigh over there in the background, Dan. Like, if you're thinking about getting out, that's probably a sign that the time is right for you now. Yeah. Yeah, that was really powerful. It's just one of those things. If you're thinking about doing something, it's time to start executing it. 100%. Yeah. And I'll be, Mike, would you agree, um, looking back, plan now and plan early? Put yes. steps in place. Yeah, you know your 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 separation happened quite swiftly. Yeah, not on a, not on a path of your choosing. Yeah, and those few weeks where you didn't have a plan and you didn't have a job and you didn't have a future and you were wondering what the fuck is next, <laughs> yeah. waiting for all the DBA paperwork to bloody finally kick into gear. Yeah, it's a it, it's a horrendous time for everybody. I had about a three or four week period as well until I was able to you know get my paperwork signed for the role that I took up straight afterwards. Even though the conversations were taking place. Until you've sort of got that, even if someone makes an announcement on Facebook Live, you're not working there yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're still not. You so, still haven't signed the paperwork. <laughs> so I remember exactly what what that's like. So yeah, yeah. certainly um, a little bit like a monkey swinging through the vines. Don't let go of both vines at, at the same time. Have a yeah. plan in place. You know, get something under your belt and plan and plan early. Yeah, 100%. yeah. That's certainly yeah something that I and, remember. And be okay with the unknown. 
So my biggest thing was I was so terrified of what I didn't know what what was going to happen with my life. I was bloody like 22 or maybe like 23 or something. I was so bloody young. I know a lot of people going through their discharge and stuff are a bit older. Um, but don't be afraid of the unknown because there's a reason why you're leaving and the next thing's going to come up for you. So, yeah. Bloody hell. What what a phenomenal story. And for those of you who have just been listening to it through the podcast, um, wherever you get your podcast from, go back to when Renee was sharing the story about her injuries because, Renee, like, it must have taken certainly some courage. And I know it's been some time has passed, but for you to be able to come here and share that story, which is obviously still somewhat raw under the surface, even though you sort of were very stoic in the nature that you sort of put forward there. Thank you very much for coming and sharing that, mate. I know it's going to certainly empower someone else that's out there going through a similar circumstance to know that it's going to be okay at the back end of it. Yeah, That was a belter podcast. Fucking great. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well no Righto, see you later. Me. See you next time. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye